0: Hey guys, welcome to a new special edition version of the Minefields. We are upgrading just like all y'all have been doing in the ring. What we're gonna be starting doing now is introing with a brand new track, maybe the best track of one of your favorite local bands. That is one of my personal favorites at the moment. One of my best friends in the world. I can't tell you his name, but what we do know is that it might be Veritas Suicide with his kick-ass band out of Pennsylvania, Suicide Puppets. Guys, This album, I already got to listen to it. It's Kick-Ass. This is one of the first singles on there. The new record coming out a couple days before Halloween, Tales of Living and Dying on Slaughter Ridge Road. Send me an Angel cover. Couldn't have done it better. Not that I could, because I'm not that good at metal. I mean, I can play along. I've been playing for years, but even then, uh, I gave up that dream years ago. Because, well, I'm an artist, and we're here to kick some ass. So today, we're starting a new format, Kick-Ass Metal Song. Number two, we're going to get some sound snippets. I was so fortunate a couple days ago to actually get a press pass for Rocky Mountain Pro's milestone event here in Colorado, uh, a little bit north of Denver. Um, guys, thank you so much for the hospitality. Mr. Yaden. it was an absolute pleasure to meet you. get to shake your hand. Mr. Curtis Cole, thanks again for making sure that I got seen and made sure that I got put over. And guys, everyone that already knows me, thanks for putting me over to all the guys that I didn't know. Um... I can't tell you how much of an honor it was to be recognized like that as a reporter, really doing guerrilla. Again, yeah, I'm just I'm, I'm 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 a little bit of a loss of words. I'm still in a I'm still in a high from the event itself. Like actually inviting a guerrilla journalist in the shit, recording. You guys did promos for me. We laughed. We had a lot of goddamn fun. We saw some of the best wrestling I've seen in a long time. Uh, just really just accentuates how hot Colorado is right now. We got Rocky Mountain Pro. Of course, we've got Colorado Springs Wrestling. We got Primos. We got Lucha Libra and Laughs. I met some dudes from the Lucha Place here that I got. They, they were just the nicest guys. I gotta get a hold of them. But we're about to get into the shit of a little some snippets, a little bit of interviews uh, backstage over at Rocky Mountain Pro Milestone Event. Thank you so much, guys. And obviously, we got the, the piece de resistance at the end of this. The Uh, Podcast that we always do, but we're adding, again, the the new features here. We are interviewing new up-and-coming wrestler, Mr. Max Carnage from North Carolina. Came here within a couple of weeks. He was already kicking ass in Rocky Mountain Pro. We didn't get to see him wrestle this week. He was paying his dues, but we all got to do that. I still do it. Guys, Max Carnage will be at right after the snippets. But don't also forget that he's going to have his first debut match here in Colorado in a couple of weeks for Colorado Springs Wrestling against Mr... Roland Doobie. I'm really looking forward to that. Max, you better kick some ass. But Roland, I've known you for a little bit. Give him what do. I don't know who to cheer for on this one. I just want to see some kick ass work.
1: I don't want to get Uh, (laughs) cancelled. No. no, no. I do
0: not want to get cancelled. No, this is a. There's a strong motherfucker and even stronger
1: cocksucker. You don't even know. You're putting me over now, bro. Getting your bookings, huh? No, brother
0: well this is the minefields podcast good way to start it out okay okay (laughs) yeah we we got mr uh filter tom chad yeah welcome we're a rocky mountain pro milestone so what are you doing tonight Uh, i've got a match against jd mason and then i plan on winning the rocky mountain cup and you
1: what I'm going to do tonight is be better than every... What I, I'm just going to be better than Tom Chad in every way. That's what I'm doing tonight. You're in the Battle Royale tonight, right? I am.
0: You're damn right. How many guys are in that tonight? Doesn't matter. I'm throwing them all out. Doesn't even matter. Don't even count them. Don't even count them. What's the What's the, what's the Rumble for? Is anything in particular? For me, for? the Rumble is
1: for me to throw all those motherfuckers out. That's exactly what the Rumble is designed for. For and Filter to throw everybody out. You're just going to let him talk like that?
0: I'm going to let him do all the work and then throw him out. He oh, can go right ahead and throw down, everybody right, out, but he's he's as long down, as I throw right, him right, out last... I'm good.
1: I've actually never been thrown out of a Rumble, so I don't know what makes you think that you stand out or that you're special or that you're going to be able to pull off the impossible.
2: Uh, I'm the pineapple clad Tom Chad. I'm the
0: DCW Heavyweight Champion. I'm the Ice Cream Man, baby. I'm going to be serving classics until the day I die. Listen, I heard it all before, man. I heard it all before. Devotion. You guys are one of my favorite uh, like, territories, area, TV show, man. I wish I could get it. All I can watch is the damn YouTube clips. <laughs>
2: Twitch.
0: Twitch, you got us on Twitch as well. We're on Twitch. Uh, come out to Utah. We'll uh, give you a nice spot. Maybe a filter come out and we'll whoop his ass there too. Uh, I definitely plan on going to Utah. But next time I hit to ride with someone, I gotta go there, man. Oh, yeah. I, all you guys come over here, you make the long ass drive, and we got to do the same thing too. I like it. Yeah. Well, best of luck to you guys tonight. Thanks for the moment tonight. My man. Yeah. Thank pleasure. You. Kick Thank some nails.
2: Thank, Thank you. you. Mister Y, pleasure. How you doing? Pleasure to. I actually don't have to. Yeah, this oh, we're this just, oh, that's nice and this easy. This picks it up real hot. Okay, Yeah, cool. so we're at Rocky
0: Mountain a Milestone here, yes. It's still so good to have you guys back, man. It's been a while.
2: It's exciting. It's been since March. Uh, we've had a live event. We've been on a lot of Twitter from the 10-year history. So as we were working towards uh, the end of the summer, it was Milestone 10. We were trying to figure out, man, we've got to have the 10-year anniversary show. Gra- uh, the gracious host here at Romero's, uh, and then. Cases. What were some of the big major pitfalls when this started? I mean, obviously the virus, but really that was the big thing. And then, and of course, when you're not doing everybody mm-hmm. last year, constantly moving, constantly moving, everybody stays sharp uh, from from the wrestlers and the production and everything. And then all of a sudden in, in March it just comes to a screeching halt. So you got what, April, May, June, July, uh, so five months five, of damn. not doing it. This our first one back. That makes it difference just getting everybody back in. We actually moved school and television locations from Golden to Denver, so we were in the middle of moving everything out, finding everything again, but it all came together. Everybody worked really hard. How long did it take you guys to put this show together? I mean, there's a lot of faces here from i a couple of weeks you really start talking to people if you know who's going to be there if it, anybody from out of state you're reaching out hey would you be available on this date so I, I'd, I'd say two to four weeks we've been kind of really trying to get the together and figure out what's going on because the, the thing about this event is that it's normally when you have a big, big pay per view event like this you're going to be there's going to be a lot of things happening that are kind of coming to a head at a big show like this this is like our ending of one decade and our start of another so it's kind of interesting and unique in that game in that way we're using milestone tenants to relaunch into another decade right. so we're kind of resetting everything tonight so we'll see how that goes no I've been excited for this for weeks man. I'm just so happy that you give me the, the honor that I'm a press pass for this no, we appreciate yeah. you coming and, and being a part of this we can't thank you guys enough for what you do and covering this and trying to get us out there and it means a lot to us really it's been a to talk to you I know you're busy this two minutes I I know you had a time
0: Right now, I'll let you go. I appreciate I'm enjoy it. Enjoy the show. I'm going to go catch up with everyone else. Man. All right, thank thank you.
2: you very much. Appreciate it.
0: We got Marty the Moth and Chongo here. Chongo, get a little bit closer. I don't think you want me to blow out the microphone. I think I'm good right where I am, guys. <laughs> Mr. Marty the Moth, it's a pleasure to meet you. How are you doing?
2: Fantastical, fantastical. He's kind of loud, so kind of fun.
0: How was the trip from uh, Utah? Uh, Always a fun drive, depending on who you're in the car with So always good time, you make it What a, a,
3: you, It is what you make it Long road trips
0: Well, I just appreciate you guys like not beating the shit out of each other For like five minutes so you can talk to me Oh, I like his crazy
3: It's a complicated relationship, there's a lot of both, you know But it's a bit of a
0: give-give-and-take-take, a take, take, as they say You guys have been feuding for a while Feuding is so, you know
2: Playing. We've yeah. been playing yes, for a yes. while. Playing for a while. I wouldn't say feud, more like play.
3: No, it's, it's like when you find that kid that you know you're going to get in trouble with and skip school with, and the first time you see each other and you make that eye contact, like, oh yeah. It's
2: like that, man.
0: Well, what's the prize tonight? The Twitch Championship
2: that I'm going to be taking home is the prize. He runs a great Twitch show, Chango does. The Chango don't show, but... I'm the longest reigning Twitch champion Rocky Mountain Pro
3: has ever had, and I'd like to continue that streak because Twitch
0: is what I do every Monday through Thursday, and then I go kick people in the faces and living on a Wednesday on the weekends. So it needs to stay around my belt. See, what worries me is if Chongo wins it, what he's going to get from the belt because I don't know what you've been doing with it. Have some fun things, some fun things. I'll let your imaginations run wild with that, what
3: you I've been doing. You
1: yes, got some yeah, standing yeah. reps here, man. Martin yes, himself, yeah. did you sign this
2: money chance? Yeah. I'm sure he has, he has done us, nefarious things with my title. And while Chungo don't disagree that he is the longest reigning Twitch champion of all time, I, however, have the most successful title defenses of said title of all time. So I would say that is a tit for the proverbial tax. Well,
0: guys, uh, kick the shit out of each other tonight. I can't wait to see the match. Thanks again for taking five minutes out from this and to talking to us, perfect. man.
1: You're welcome. ta bye I should have, but I was young
0: in the game. Because there's nothing better than going I'm out there doing want want the shit, and doing your own shit. The fans love it. And then you yeah. go to the back and you're like, That's the thing. I What's went up? out there and I was more over yeah. with the fans yeah. than Jesus. So, basically, this is the pitbull area.
2: This is where killers lay, bro.
0: Yeah, yeah, I noticed that everyone was like avoiding oh, you this think area. I got a tally we on lay waste. Hands. Everyone's avoiding the area because you're barking That's, at everybody and you're yeah. mean mugging everybody.
2: <laughs> That's how it goes, doc. That's how yeah. it goes. I'm a silent killer. How are you,
0: Josh? I'm very good. I'm recording, if you didn't notice. I did. And Mr. Damon, I like the new gear. Thank you very much. Thank you. I did it last night. <laughs> so this is your Rocky Mountain Pro debut? Yes, sir. Can you actually hear me with this mask on? Yeah. All right. Yes. Yes, it is. Whose ass are you going to whoop? Everybody in the Colorado Cup. And
2: you? Oh, not everybody, pseudo. pal. That's my line. I'm going to whoop everybody's ass in the uh, Colorado you're Cup. You're just going to dance around, and then I'm going to line the head off of you. Do a little dance. Whoop a little ass. Get down tonight.
0: All right. My name is Joshua Michael, by the way. Josh. I run the minefield. Yes, sir. How you doing,
2: bud? I'm Joshua and Michael. I'm Corey Lyon, the party champion, and what I'm gonna do in there is party my ass off. Probably get punched in the face. We'll figure it out because that's what we do
1: You're lucky you're in there before I am, Corey.
2: <laughs> you might be right about that. No, I know I'm right about that.
0: No, no. Anyone in particular are you looking forward to throwing over
2: that top rope?
1: Mm. Zudo!
2: <laughs> Got a lower center of gravity. Good luck. <laughs> I think uh, I'm gonna try. I'm gonna try to throw filter over. You're a, yeah, You're right. Yeah, <laughs> yeah. I'm gonna double You're drop kick off the top. I'm gonna do whatever it takes. It's gonna happen. I'm coming up from the heavens.
0: I'll be there taking photos, guys. All right, All right man. Yeah, appreciate. appreciate it. Good to see you, Josh. Good yeah. to see you. So this Some is like the Utah way, section. Like yeah. Experience. Yeah. Utah I just walked away from the pit bull section. So this so is so the right. Utah. Sorry, I'm in mean, the what? And you, you changed the Utah section. How do You gotta yeah, it? have Utah.
1: You have that, like if the gallery is a long time. I've been walking around trying to talk
0: shit. Who do you just can't wait to throw over that top rope? Oh, it has to be Andrew Cutting. Really? Yes, I cannot wait to throw Andrew Cutting over the top rope. Any particular reason why? <laughs> yeah, you know you're. Well, Andrew Cutting is just. He deserves to be thrown over. Let's just go with that. How about you, good sir? I can't wait to jack up Filter. This <laughs> guy, the, You're the second. <laughs> yeah, I've heard of this guy, and he thinks he's the man. I'm coming from the greatest state in the Union, California, to this hellhole of Denver, whatever crap this is to throw filters specifically over that top rope.
1: God damn, I love it. How
0: was the trip? It was terrible. <laughs> I should be back in Oakland with the, with people that are better than everyone else here. And you? And me? Who do you want to throw that top rope? Lola, Lola. Um, you know what? Maybe, um, with the help of Paco, I can eliminate everyone. That was the nicest way to say that you want to kill everybody. Really? That was wonderful. <laughs> Don't want to kill anyone. No wonder. Everyone, I just want to win. I understand. I but no cut. wonder everyone loves you.
2: Aww.
0: <laughs> Minefielders, I give you max carnage. Guys, welcome to Minefields. It is I, Joshua Michael, one of my best buds in the world, Mr. Tony Slick. What's up, brother?
1: What's up? What's up? How you doing, brother?
0: I'm doing great, man. We got an awesome new guest. Though. We got some fresh meat. We got fresh fish here on the show for Colorado, Mr. Max yes, Carnage. Yes, we do. Yes,
3: we do. <laughs>
0: what's up, man?
3: It's a pleasure being on this show. Thank you both for having me. Yeah. I feel our It pleasure. feels great being here.
0: Well, awesome, man. We appreciate it, man. Like We do our best here in Colorado. Uh, we've got We've got a great scene going here. Whether we're in Denver, whether Boulder, whether Pueblo, Colorado Springs—I mean, uh, everyone's getting to know each other. Um, What's your first impression?
3: My first impression, like, what do you mean?
0: Like, well, you uh, first—you first went to uh, Rocky Mountain Pro and started training there, right? Yes.
3: Like everything is—I'll tell you—it's different than in the Carolinas. I'll be honest with you. Like, I come from George South pro wrestling school in charlotte north carolina What's and up? and george is very old school when it comes to all this training and i come up here and it's intense it's all i'm not gonna lie it's really intense but i feel comfortable
2: here
0: <laughs> how did you uh how'd you find the how'd you find the scene man uh, so uh, you you move from you said north to south carolina I moved from North Carolina, the Charlotte area.
1: Right on, uh, NASCAR fan. Come on, Rick Flair, man! Come on, man! Hey, you know. <laughs> come on now.
0: now! Now I feel like an asshole, man. You're all like Ric Flair. I'm like NASCAR, NASCAR. <laughs> Dude, it's Lilith, man. I remember I was we were recording one time and uh, Lilith was there, and I'm like, man, I love NASCAR, and she's like, of course you fucking do. And she just looked at me. <laughs> <laughs> So, yeah, uh, sorry, I got distracted. All right, so you're from North Carolina. You, you haul ass to, to Colorado. What what was the decision to come to Colorado?
3: Well, I was born in Greenville, South Carolina, and then I started training in 2013 in three-count pro wrestling, and then I moved up to Charlotte, and I found George South Pro Wrestling School, and I started training there. And suddenly, I was just, some nerve hit me. I was like, you know, I'm, I want something different. You know, I've... I've wrestled in South Carolina, North Carolina, West Virginia, Tennessee, Georgia. I want something different. And I was like, you know, why don't I? I'm just going to go out west. Why not? You know, start off something new, you know?
0: Mm -hmm. You got a
1: wife, kids? Yes, I got a wife today
0: is her birthday actually Oh,
1: damn oh well, happy birthday miss Carnage and
0: happy birthday happy birthday miss Carnage well I'm glad she gave you permission to be on the show on the birthday I hope we're not missing uh, you're missing anything cool. man
3: <laughs> no everything's good I told her about the show when you first asked me to be on the show actually I told her that day and then everything was cool
0: <laughs> right on. nice nice right on man uh, you got on my radar because uh, all of a sudden you popped up on the the uh, preliminary uh, card for the next csw show and i messaged rain i'm like who the fuck is this guy and he's like <laughs> uh, all he said was heidi and lilith put him over and i'm like well shit say no more
1: <laughs> <laughs> yeah, they're, they're, those ladies are the mvp i'm gonna go ahead and say this right now because i know them both both professionally and personally Lilith graham like i said she's a classic warhorse. she grinds like the best grinds with the best of them mm-hmm. and I mean you know Heidi she like I said she's entertaining as hell it's hard it's hard as hell to to refer matches I'm just going to say that because because she's so damn entertaining. And I'm like, wait a minute. Oh, fuck. I'm supposed to be and shit. Right. My bad. <laughs>
0: be- before you get any heat on you, don't forget Daisy. And don't forget Tyra. Don't forget Oh, Rekha. no. No. If
1: they're getting, bruh, you, I'm okay, getting, look. You're going to get me in trouble, too. Spit. <laughs> now, you're not going to get in trouble, but let's be real here. If we was going to spit every single person that busts their ass and put, put asses in the sheets and, you know, do do their, do their craft. Why we be here all night? And I can't because I got homework to do. Well, so I, 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 understand,
0: I, just, I understand, but like Max has got to realize that the girls here are uh, very important to us, and we got to make sure we yes, are. remember as many of the names as we can before we get in fucking trouble. But uh, all right, so Amen, you're, you're you're coming from North Carolina? Where did you land? Like just straight off in Denver? Or, um, Aurora. Aurora. Oh wow! Aurora. How do you like it so far?
3: Dude, I love it up here. I'm I'm not going to lie, the traffic is no different than it is up here than it is in Carolina. Carolina traffic is ridiculous. It's bumper to bumper on I-85 no matter where you go. And then I picked up a jo- I picked up a shoot job up here in Castle Rock and just getting to work every morning is a pain in the ass, let me tell you. <laughs> I bet man. But other th- other than that, I I went to Garden of the Gods. We went on Gold Camp Road. I've seen a lot of places up here, man. It's very beautiful up here. I feel like I'm actually
0: at home up here. That's awesome, man. I'm glad to hear that. And I hope it translates in the, in the wrestling scene. So you, how did you find the scene?
3: Well, when I first, I was friends with Lilith on Facebook because um, there's a podcast show down in Carolina called the No Pain, No Gain podcast. I think it's with Jordan Payne. I think she was involved in a tournament. I think it was a little promo tournament that they were doing. And I added her on Facebook. And when I moved over here, I posted that I moved to Aurora, Colorado. And then Lilith messaged me that day. And she was like, are you planning on wrestling up here? And I said, I would love to, but I have no idea where to go. (laughs) Right. I, I can look up on the internet and find wrestling flyers and just ask for permission to come in and help set up the shows and all that. But like, I want to go straight to the straight to the point. You know what I mean, right? So L- Lilith told me, you know, well, we have Rocky Mountain Pro, we have CSW. There's Lucha Libre and Laughs, Primo's Premier. I was like, wow, there's a lot of wrestling up here. So yeah, I can, I can, I can get used to this.
0: <laughs> That's and, uh, where did you where did you end up first? Did you go to like a uh, RMP like seminar or something like that?
3: Yeah, um, RMP had their open house. I believe it was on a Thursday, but they had an open house that Matthew Yaden invited me to. So I went there and I introduced myself to everybody. You know, I met Curtis Cole, met Heidi, I met um, Lilith, and a lot of other people. There was a lot of people there that day. <laughs> but after that, um, I talked to Matthew a little bit and I worked out an agreement for. My tuition, and I signed up for the Rocky Mountain Pro Academy. And like I said, it's really intense. It's it's training I'm not used to, but like I said, I'm getting comfortable with it.
2: Well,
0: what's what's really the difference? I imagine you getting trained by an ex WWF guy, uh, more of a actually started in territory era type guy, as opposed to more of a blended stick here, because I know that. Some dudes, will, they'll come back here and, you know, they'll go to California and they're just doing nothing but lucha and they come back here and everyone's brawling and lucha at the same time.
1: Right. Right.
3: right. Um, Down in the Carolinas, it was more old school training than anything. You know, we get our warm-ups done. We do our 10 bumps, 10 rope runs and stuff like that. And then George would line everybody up on the side of the ring and then he'd call two people in the center. And he'd call a bunch of spots left and right. And when those two were done with their spots, you know, he called more people in and that's how you've learned through George. He's just calling everything. And then if you don't know it, he'd teach it to you right there. And same with Rocky mountain pro. My my experience with Rocky mountain pro, like I've always known it as just a tackle drop down spot, but then this was the very first time I heard it called the international spot. You know, it was something new. It was something new to me. And you know it picked on me it picked up on me real quick and you know wrestling is always the same if you look at it but it's different in the same ways people train differently and people wrestle differently and the way george put it to me it's just you got to learn to adapt right you got to learn to you got <clears> to <throat> yeah you just got to learn to adapt i'm sorry i lost my train of thought no <laughs> no, no you're worries. fine <laughs>
0: No worries. Now, uh, what what were you guys into over there in North Carolina? Like, uh, you know, I I try to watch as much wrestling as I possibly can. Uh, like, I watch Impact, I watch ROH, I watch New Japan, I watch AEW. Every now and then, if I get drunk, I'll watch WWE. Like, it's a like, <laughs> like it's, like it's an ex girlfriend. But uh, what were you, what were you guys into there in, in North Carolina? I'm really <laughs> interested about that area.
3: Oh, dude! Like, when they when people say wrestling is. Wrestling's hometown is the Carolinas. There's no joke. If You can throw a rock, and you're probably hitting a wrestling promotion. But the promotions I like to go to, there was Alternative Championship Entertainment. There was AML Wrestling. That was really popular. That's where I met C.W. Anderson. That's where I met George for the first time. And then there's PWX Wrestling, Alexander County Championship Wrestling, Palmetto Championship Academy. There's a lot of them. So, and I, ahead, if, there's, if there is no, if, if you have no plans for wrestling on a weekend, I don't know what you're doing down there, because there's wrestling every weekend.
1: <laughs> and you also said that you're from, you uh, mentioned the I-85, See, I don't know if you know this, but I'm actually from Georgia. I don't know if you heard of Columbus, Georgia. I know there's a couple of promotions down there in uh, Georgia. I haven't been there in a minute, but like I said, it's kind of cool that you said I-85. I'm like, yeah, I know exactly what he's talking about. And yes, <laughs> the traffic is trash. I mean, I've, I've, I I I drove from Atlanta to North Carolina to go see a friend to Columbus, Georgia. I think I've gotten like three PTSD triggers after that. <laughs> they drive so close and they cut you off. I mean, I've seen people in Iraq drive more civilized than this. I'm like, Jesus. <laughs> I'm telling you,
3: they don't know how to use a turning signal or anything. They get their licenses from cereal boxes down in that
1: area. I'm telling you. Yes, they do. Be like, uh, what what test did you get to get your life? What, what test? You test for yours? Like, oh, shit. Yeah, go ahead and go. I'm going gonna, I'm gonna, I'm gonna to see you in a ditch. You You go ahead and go down there.
0: What, what's, the, uh, what's the scene like? Is it cutthroat? Does everyone want to work together? I mean, is it, there's so many territories that there's like the little dudes that everyone shits on and then there's the big dudes everyone wants to work with. How, how does it work there?
3: We'll see, like, like I said, I'm not going to talk bad on anybody because everybody that I've worked with in the Carolinas, they've always been, what's the word I'm looking for? They have always been fluent with you. If you want to work on something, you know, they'll, you, you just talk it over with them. And if there's, like, there was one time, only one show. It was my very first Fatal 4-Way. And I got yelled at in the back. He was, I was called a shit worker. I was called this, this, and that. I was called the whole book. And, you know, like, I, I enjoy constructive criticism. I, it helps me learn the most. And honestly, I feel like that's how it has to be. But... I was laid into that day, man,
0: <laughs> by the crowd and the locker room.
3: Just the locker room. Just the uh, one person in general. But like I said, I'm not. Gonna, he's a good guy. I'm not gonna shit talk on anybody. Like yeah. I was saying before, I got sidetracked. I apologize for that. No problem. But um, anybody down in the Carolinas, they will work with you, and it's more like a team effort. You have your you have your oddballs that it's like. of the guys down there are all in for themselves. You know, I'm trying to get to AEW. I'm trying to get to WWE. I can't do this and this and that. And, like, dude, we're out here to have fun, and we're out here to entertain the audience. Right. You know? Like, I'm I'm not trying to make you look bad. I'm not trying to shit on you. I'm not trying to shoot on anybody. I'm not trying to make you look bad in front of your trainers, your audience, or anybody. I'm not trying to do that or anything. I just want to go out there and have a good match. And that's what the Carolinas really is made up of, is people just wanting to go out there and have
1: fun. And that's the thing. I've, I actually heard a lot of uh, horror stories before I got into the business, is that there was a crab mentality, you know, where it's like, hey, if, you're, if I'm not going to... I, I'm not gonna let you get above me. And if you're gonna, you know, reach the top, I'm gonna be, pull you down. Or like I said, and um, and uh, Josh will tell you. Originally, I wasn't even trying to wrestle, and then all of a sudden, now I'm like, God dang, this is one of the best things I've ever done. So it's it's good that you're <laughs> passionate about it, and you're like, Hey, I'm not trying to make you look bad. I'm not trying to make anybody look bad. I'm just trying to have fun, you know, get the crowd entertained, you know, put asses in the seats, and that's basically what it's supposed to be at the end of the day. That's exactly what George told me in the beginning.
3: He's like, if I... <laughs> I'm sorry, I chuckle at this, but every time George mentions something along this subject, he says, I'm out here trying to make you look good. If if I'm over here making you look good and you're making me look bad, none of us make money.
0: <laughs> right. I love that. That is correct. Territory, that but, is correct. Man, the money. Those guys are all about their paper, man. Uh,
3: Dude, I'm... The very first time I traveled with George, we went down to Augusta, Georgia. George texted me, and he said, Carnage, we're going to go down to this show, okay, buddy? Yes, sir, no problem, man. He sent me the flyer. The flyer was uh, Bad Boys of Wrestling 2. It had Axe from Demolition on it, Blanco Loco, Dream Girl Ellie. It had um, the NWO Sting on the front. It was a pretty nice flyer, man. I'm not going to lie, but I tried to look it up on the internet I couldn't find any leeway. I couldn't find the address. Like, it was on the flyer, but I wanted to look on the internet because, you know, we've grown lazy nowadays, and we just want to look on the page and type the address so we don't have to type it in ourselves. We just want to tap the address and then go straight to it. (laughs) But, no, dude, I couldn't find any leeway to this show whatsoever. And George, I asked George, I said, George, have you seen any of this online? George said no. And we went down there. And I was going to wrestle Axel Jaggers that day. And I ended up wrestling Blanco Loco that day. And I am not familiar with Lucha Libre to a T. <laughs> you just stand but Blanco, still. <laughs> <laughs> but I'm telling you, Blanco actually, I, every time you watch him work, it looks like he's moving 110 miles per hour. But he's going so slow. It was something I was not used to, but he carried me through that whole match.
0: And, have and you ever, well, had you ever met the guy before? Yeah, I, I actually wrestled him
3: in a Fatal 4-Way match. It was me versus Christian Cross versus Blanco versus Franco Vargo in uh, Alternative Championship Entertainment. It was Rayford, North Carolina. I think the show was Third Strike. And um, it was supposed to be Me versus Blanco versus Franco versus someone else. But that person didn't show. So we brought Christian Cross into the locker room and we added him to the match. And it was fluent. You know, Um, it was like I said, I'm not used to Fatal Four Ways, but it was very fluent. We rehearsed it and everything felt fluent, but I wasn't. I wasn't on cue with the timing because I wasn't used to working like that, you know. Right. And there's footage of it. I have it on my YouTube page. If you look up Max Carnage Pro on YouTube, yeah, and it's on. It's on there. And so is on um, So is that match I'm talking about in Augusta with Blanco. And like I said, I wasn't used to lucha libre, but when I got in the back and I talked with Blanco, everything was fine afterwards. I had the butterflies in my stomach. I felt like I was going to throw up, and then he was like, "Dude, you don't need to worry about it. I got you." And nice. bam, we made magic that night.
0: That's that's one of the best feelings, man. And I'm glad that that happened to you, man, because I've, uh, in in Slick will tell you, we've heard some horror stories when like someone didn't have somebody, <laughs> and it <was> yeah,
1: like, <laughs> that that's another show for it in itself. <laughs> we've there there's a lot there is a lot
0: no that that'll be us having a few backstage after a show when no one's recording <laughs>
3: yeah my main thing was moving over here to colorado it was like i i wanted i want to adjust i want to be comfortable with everybody i want everybody to be comfortable with me i don't want to be this guy who's just popping like on to be honest with you guys i did not expect to be working the september 19th show for colorado springs I really didn't because I'm not expecting to get booked so quick because I'm new here. Like I, I don't want to just hop in, and as George would say, I don't want to take this guy's job. I don't want to immediately go in front of this dude who's been busting his ass. You know what I mean?
1: Right. I could actually, I could actually attest and uh, say something about that. See, I, I know about Colorado Springs Wrestling. I've actually been working for them for well, about two years almost. Yeah. If you, if you got a spot on the card. You, I mean, first of all, you already got you already got praised for your work. Okay, now they're not going to just put your name out there just because, hey, you know, I'm some guy from you know East Coast and I think I'm hot shit. No, that's not the case at all. That's number right. one. You already got you're already training, so there's that right there. And you know, not to go on the shoot, but I mean, the the CSW's uh, thing is is that if you ain't training, you ain't getting booked. You ain't getting. I mean. Booked. I You are not getting booked. So if you are getting booked, that means somebody else ain't training or somebody else ain't getting, you know, not putting the work in. I mean, the only reason I'm not booked, if you don't know, is because I'm injured. I'm injured. I'm going to be injured for a little while. But, you know, if you're getting booked, that tells me, that tells, that should say something right there. Because obviously... You've done, obviously, you've got, you've got experience on your back. You've you traveled down the roads a little bit. You came here. You went. I mean, you came here. I don't even know how long you've been in Colorado. And the first thing you wanted to do was, okay, so what's the, what's the wrestling scene out here? And then, <laughs> and then the next thing you know, you go to a school in Denver, and you're getting, you're getting booked on a show and, and south mm-hmm. of it, an hour south, uh, this next week. I'm sorry, shit, next month. You know, so obviously what you're doing, you're doing something right.
0: Well, let's let's not scare him. Like we're not, we don't want to. I don't, I don't want to make you feel like we're trying to tell you like what to do or anything like that. that that's not what we're we're, we're coming nah. from 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 the heart. Um, and well, and well, I understand fully. I understand
3: fully. That's how I was brought into this business, honestly. Because if you're not training, what are you doing here? Yeah, honestly, like that's what George told me. I I I'm giving George a lot of a, a praise here because. It's just it feels weird when George is texting me every day, I'm praying for you, buddy. It's like I just never thought somebody who has wrestled Ric Flair over two hundred times would be texting me almost every morning and just like I'm praying for you, buddy. You know, it's amazing. And then you have I have Gary Wolf on my Facebook page. I post I post a clip or like a little picture from a match I've had somewhere. Gary Wolf was liking it. And I'm like, How is this happening? I'll be honest with you guys, like, when I first got into this business, my confidence level was awful, because I'm sitting here, like, all these people are praising me, and I'm like,
1: uh, what? Josh, that sound familiar?
0: Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> yeah.
1: We're, we're not going to talk about that, but that's kind of like a, regu- a recurring theme on this show, so we're going to leave that alone.
0: Well, that's, a, that's actually a good thing, and I'm, I'm glad you brought that up, man, because, um, Obviously, you know how to conduct yourself in a locker room. Obviously, you know how to put yourself in the right spot at the right time. You're not taking any – like the the good. The I think one of the reasons why Slick mentioned the rule now that you know if you ain't training, you're not getting booked, is so you don't have to feel bad like you took someone's job. Those motherfuckers know that they should be training, and I mean like it, it's 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 you're you're told you do if you do this one thing, everything is golden, and then you don't do that. Um, the only person responsible is them. So I don't know if you took anyone's spot. I sincerely doubt it uh, because um, every everything is so organic here. But another thing I really enjoy about your, your attitude is your positivity because if you don't show up in the locker room here like that, I mean like there is no heat in our locker rooms. Amen, bro. <laughs> Like, it is it is not accepted. Um, we got really lucky a couple uh, – when did that uh, Iron Hills fiasco happen? Like, like a year
1: and a half ago? Uh, that one started uh, – because I remember – shit. I want to say that one was from June – I want to say May or June to September.
0: Right. OK, so – And I – yeah. So, sorry. Uh, we we – we're not going to go into the details of that, but the the, the good part about it, uh, Max, is that someone fucked up real bad, <laughs> like 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 so bad that it it left a bad taste in literally even the podcaster's mouth. Like what that everyone has been that everyone knows what it used to be like under certain yeah. guidelines, and now that it's not like that, whether if it's under Rocky Mountain Pro or over at Primo's, or uh, over at CSW, is that uh, if you're not hyping your brothers up, we don't want you.
1: Amen. Exactly. And I the agree. one thing that, and to follow up what Josh says, I, I say this all the time to my wrestling brethren, to my friends outside of it, is that, you know what, the thing about it is is that, yeah, we got Rocky Mountain Pro, we got Tammys, we got Triple L, we got CSW, but at the end of the day, I mean, we all gonna. I mean, we all gonna work together to, you know, put Colorado wrestling on the map. I mean, hell, you got devotion in Utah. Hell and yeah, and they come down here a couple of times. You got mm. dudes down in uh, New Mexico, like the bearded lady. The mo- well, he's not the monster anymore. You got nine. You got happy the clown. You got people from yeah, all Jesse. over coming here, putting in work. To, you know, put Colorado on the map. And the thing about it is, is that we don't tear people down. You know, we do build people up. And that, and, I, and I love it for it. I love
3: that. I, I did too, man. That's the, way, that's the way it's supposed to be, man. I agree with you 100%. What was,
0: what was putting your dues in like over in North Carolina?
3: Well, of course, you know, you got the, you got the everyday dues, so to speak. You, you know, show up, put the ring up, you know, train, do what you got to do. Work, work the security. You know, work concession if you have to. Don't walk up to George South and ask him where do I get put my music. <laughs> <Right? laughs> now, like basically, when you're paying your dues up there, it's like I said, it's the basic things. Get there, set the ring up, do what's needed. Walk around the locker room if you're not working. Soak up all that knowledge. If you're not soaking up all that knowledge, you know, work a security spot. You know, put on put on security shirts, stand at the corner of the ring. You know, like just pay your dues, help out with the show, help the promoter, go to the promoter, ask him if he needs anything. Like my experience with paying dues. My favorite story with paying dues, in my eyes, have y'all ever heard of WrestleCade? Yes. Wrestlecade is the Wrestlemania of Carolina. Uh, and yeah. I promise you Understood. That. Now, when I wrestled, I didn't wrestle for Wrestlecade. I don't know why I just said that. When I, go, when I went out there to work for Wrestlecade, it was a three-day thing. You set up the main show stage. You, met, you set up the main show ring that's down the bottom. Then you go upstairs the next day. You set up the AML show. Then you set up the Queens of Combat show. And then when all that's done, you tear all that down. And then on for the final day, you tear the rest of it down. Mm-hmm. And WrestleCade was an insane experience for me because, you know, granted, I'm there. There were people showing up at 9.30 a.m. to help with everything while George South students were there at 8. Right.
1: If, right.
3: if that earlier. I woke up at six AM almost every morning, went to bed late because you know, I'm meeting all of these insane insanely famous people in my eyes. I met Raven, I met Terry nice. Wolf, I met Shane Douglas, I met the Sandman. man, I met the great Muda man. No that shit. That is my that <laughs> oh, is my, hell no. that, that <sighs> is my that is my idol right there. He is the reason, him, The Undertaker, and Rob Van Dam are the reasons I'm in this business. Because I, anything that the great Ludo does, I love it. And I got to meet him for the very first time at WrestleCade. George, let me tell you, George is set, George loves his gimmick table. Do not mess with his gimmick table. He's going to come after you.
0: It was bread and butter, so, baby. Bread and butter.
3: <laughs> amen. <laughs> so, I, I go to the hotel that we're staying in across the street from the convention center. And I come back down on the elevator. I'm in my suit and tux. You know, I'm I'm looking nice for the superstar fan fest. That's where all the fans come in. They meet all these, all these people I just mentioned. And dude, let me tell you when I got off of that elevator, great Muda is walking towards the bar just to sit at his table and eat. I almost have a heart attack. I'm not going to lie to you. And anyway, I get back to George, and I tell him, George, you're not going to believe who I just met. I met Great Muda walking towards his dinner table. And George told me, Carnage, that is no longer your story. You ate supper with Great Muda. You hear me? <laughs> That's what you're going to tell people from now on. Yep. Just- so later on, later on that night, George wrestled the Great Muda. Great Muda had an open challenge, and then George answered it. All these guys were out there thinking, yeah, man, this is my opportunity. I'm going to wrestle the Great Muda. I'm like, no, you're not. Dude, you didn't even help set the ring up. What what makes you think you're going to wrestle Great Muda? I love
0: it, full circle. (laughs) No, I
3: got you. But um, George wrestled the Great Muda that night, and before the match – even came about. I'm in the back with George. I'm making sure he has everything he needs, and then he, I'm freaking out because Great Muda is literally in the corner of this locker room, and I'm, I'm like George. I'm sweating. And he's like, "Don't worry, Carnage. We're gonna, I'll, we're gonna go over there. You're gonna meet him. We're gonna get a picture and everything." And that is when I learned the secret of the how it's said in Japan that, the, the I believe it's how it's pronounced, but I learned the poison mist that night.
1: Oh, nice! Wonderful. That is, that is great, man. Wonderful. Like man. I grew up on I grew up on Muta. I don't know I don't know your age, but if you remember the uh, feuds between Muta and Sting back in the day, oh that's, that's the that's the era that I grew up in. Okay, so I'll I'll leave it at that.
3: <laughs> <laughs> it's like I was saying, I didn't mean to get sidetracked, with Muta, but. Can you blame me?
1: No. But, <laughs> no, you can't. No. I mean, if you're going to name drop, you know, go ahead and make it big and name drop. So you're good. Man. But, like, when it goes to paying
3: dues, I was walking around that whole convention center. Yeah, I was marking out. I'm like, dude, I am I just met Gary Wolf. I met Greg Muda. I met Bubba Ray Dudley, Devon Dudley. I met Al Snow, everybody. And I'm walking around this whole convention center asking everybody what they need. Like, the work never stops to me. Like, I don't know how it is with you guys or anyone else, but when it involves wrestling, the work never stops.
1: Oh, no, you're absolutely right. Because, I mean, like we were saying earlier, you know, uh, Josh here, uh, we already told you what he does at shows. And Mm me, I'm more, I mean, let's see, what do I do here? Not only uh, when I was wrestling, I ref. And if I'm not refing, I am filming. I am filming the matches. And if I'm not filming the matches, I am help setting up the ring. And if uh, shoot job dictates, I tear down the ring. I, You know, I help rent, uh, help record training sessions. You are absolutely right about that, is that the work never stops. I mean, you could be – I don't care if you're an opener or if you're – I mean, well, granted, when you're a main eventer, you know, you're going to do a little bit less. But otherwise, in order for us for, – for wrestling to be successful – you gotta always constantly put in work. He knows you it. Always gotta yeah. be put in. Yep. Yep. He knows it. Hell yeah,
0: he knows mm-hmm. it, man. That's why he's already sticking in, man. Like I can't wait. To, right. I can't wait for the show. Like uh, we got real lucky with CSW because we're able to do the shows, but we do it outside, so we're yes. able to social distance. Uh, we've got the the hot dog stand was amazing. They had a pickle and a stick. I was fucking happy as fuck. Um, oh wow. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. Um, all right, So. Let, let's. We're we're only a little bit into your stories, and you're you. You got your shoot job in Castle Rock. That place is awesome. There's an Italian restaurant there. You got to try out. It's by the. Uh, no, that's in Monument. No, no, that's Castle Rock. It's by this big fountain. If you see it, it's awesome. Uh, good <laughs> date place. Um, it's by a Mason Church, by the way. <laughs> so if you're into that, you know, go ahead and stop right afterwards. Um. All right, so. You're you're in Colorado now. You're you're getting acclimated. Um, what are your favorite things in the green in the green department? In the
3: green department?
0: Yeah, you know the nice leafy green department.
3: Oh, <laughs> <laughs> I see what you mean. Like, I'll be honest with you. Like, down in Carolina, when it comes to that, you're like America's most wanted. I'm telling you. <laughs> and just coming up here and seeing how comfortable everybody is with it it's amazing because like i've went i've went to my fair stores i've looked around i've done my i've done my searching and all that and I'm not going to say much but what i will say is holy shit
1: <laughs> <laughs>
0: All right. So I would just, just test you on that one. Uh, the next question I want to go with you is because um, you mentioned earlier you're still finding yourself. You're still finding your character and that's absolutely nothing wrong with that. That's awesome. I'm glad you said that because you've already gone from uh, – what was it? Chris uh, Riot or what was it? Chris, Chris Chaos. Chris yes. Chaos and then now we're doing Max Carnage. You're you're, yep. you're getting more comfortable in your skin. You're still figuring it out, which is perfect because that's fine. Let
3: me tell you, when the first time, the first time I made this transition, there was a, I worked for this certain promotion down in Rutherford, North Carolina. I'm not going to mention the name because I've had my personal issues with them. I'm going to leave that aside because I'm not about that. But I met this dude who came down into the locker room. He said he was from New York. He says, I'm looking for some talent to bring up to New York. And, I'm looking for character, I'm looking for crowd interaction, and I'm looking for, uh, what was that third thing he was look- he was looking for? Another third thing. Blowjob? I can't remember. <laughs> <laughs> leave
1: it to Josh. Leave it to Josh.
3: <laughs> <laughs> Lord knows what that third thing was. I'll probably remember it off the top of my head. and in, in It won't later. even be relevant anymore. <laughs> but... He said he was the main thing that caught me was he was looking for character, and I was still I was still rest. I had the eyeliner on, and I was still trying to figure out who this Max Carnage character was. And then Dominic Wolf was painting his face, and I was like, "Do you have any more of that paint?" Yeah, man. What colors do you need? And he has like a whole fishing t- fishing box full of paint. <laughs> uh, so I have all the colors in the world to choose from. So I. I just went with black and green and I drew, I I wrote max on my chest, went with this insane face paint design on my face that I still use. And the character just came alive right there. And I've been comfortable with it. And then the funny story about this is when I started training with George South, (laughs) the first show I had with him, I didn't expect to get booked. Like I said, I just started. So I, I set the ring up. I'm sitting on the bleachers. And remember when I mentioned you never ask George where to put your music? Yeah. I experienced it that day. I asked George, where do I put my music? And the whole locker room lit me up. (laughs) They were laughing at me. They were pointing fingers. And George was going off. He was saying, brother, ask him where to put his music. It was so great. (laughs) But I wasn't expecting to get booked or anything. And I'm just sitting on the bleachers and George walks in front of me And he says, Carnage? He's pointing at me. And he's like, no Satan crap. Go get your gear. (laughs) So I go and get my gear. I come in the back. And I didn't wear my paint that day. I just have the typical George South Pro Wrestling School shirt on, had tights, boots. Typical thing. And then the next show that we had, it was a show at the Old Dallas Brewery in Dallas, North Carolina. And I found out where all this Satan stuff came from. It's all the face paint. (laughs) And George was tanning in the ring one day. And all the students are out there. George is talking to him, And he's just laying in the ring. He's got a spray bottle. He's spraying himself. Just laying in the sun. And I walk outside. And the sun goes behind all these clouds. And there's a character down there. who goes by Dre White. He looked at me and he said... Damn carnage, you came out here and the sun went away. George sat up and he said, yeah, you and your Satan powers made the sun go away. Go back inside. <laughs> <laughs> and so my wife is in the locker room with me and she's bragging about me like she usually does. And the, George goes up to her and she's like, I don't see why you're complaining. Because you got Marilyn Manson, Alice Cooper, and the Grateful Dead all in one right here in front of you. And then I've just ran with it ever since. <laughs>
0: Are those bands you actually like? Yeah. Yeah. What's I up?
3: love my heavy metal, and I love classic rock. I grew up on The Doors and Led Zeppelin, man. My dad was obsessed with The Grateful Dead. Yeah, I like some of their songs, man, but not all of them hit me like I want them to. I grew up, I like Pantera. I like the Red Hot Chili Peppers. I like Marilyn Manson. I, like My music list goes on, man. <laughs> From The Doors all the way to Quiet Riot, The Scorpions. Dalkin, Dalkin, however you
0: pronounce
3: it. Dalkin. I, I think it's Dalkin. I think it's Dalkin. I don't speak <laughs> Swedish. But the main music, the main musical idols I grew up on were Kiss. And that's where the face paint came from.
0: Nice, nice. Is that, I remember listening to uh, a few different podcasts. Jake the Snake just puts a cigarette out, walks out, and he's Jake the Snake. The second Stone Cold hears that <laughs> glass break he's stone cold is the is the makeup where the transition starts
3: in a way yes what i like to do, what i like to do it was mainly when i worked at Ace. i like to have my own i'm not i'm not that guy it's like yeah give me my own private locker room with a mirror no just just give me a bathroom and a mirror and i can do my thing <laughs> so when i go in there i i put my music on and then i just i look at myself in the mirror for a little bit I mentally prepare myself for the show and then I start painting and then the character just comes out. I can't explain it. People have called me demonic. People have called me a punk. People have just called me some weird kid in face paint. But I don't understand what the character is. Just the movements I do in the ring, the reactions I give towards the people. It's hard to put... The needle in the haystack, you know what I mean? I do. On what this character really is.
0: Now, okay, so we're, we're figuring it out. There's no problem with that because you can't just put a stamp on it. It's got to happen organically. When you're in the ring, though, uh, what's what's your favorite style? Because I was watching uh, your matches with, like, Johnny Ryder. Um, you're, you're, you grapple a lot. You've got a lot of technical skill. Um that's one of the reasons why I was really excited to have you on the show, is because you don't rely on like just like gimmicks, and also the fact that, that when you're combining it with the fact that you're still learning your character, like I don't feel that when you're talking about putting makeup on, I don't hear you say. I, I mean, I hear people say things like, you know, I'm putting my face on, or I'm getting into character. I'm not. I'm not hearing you say I'm putting my crutch on. Right. Um, so that makes me happy. Um, you're 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 learning. You're you're growing in, in, into certain. You don't know where you're going yet. You've got a good idea. Um, when you're in the ring, though, what are your go tos? Are you more of a? Because from everything I've seen online from your YouTube, you're, you're you're a grappler, man. You you actually are technical.
3: That's I give all that credit to George, man. <laughs> but I'm telling you, when when I get in the ring. I like to focus on holds because that gives me a chance to think of what's coming next. It gives me a chance to listen to the audience and know what they want. It gives me that perfect opportunity to know exactly when to go into this next spot. You know what I'm saying? I do. How just do you- listening to It gives me that chance to listen to the audience and actually communicate with them instead of just focusing on the mats and blowing through everything in five minutes when you have ten minutes, you know?
0: How, how do you prefer? I like, ooh, I'm, sorry, I didn't mean to, I'm sorry. I didn't mean to cut you up. I'm, keep going. I'm sorry. You're good, man.
3: Um, I like, like I said, I like to focus on the audience more. When when I'm trained, when I was training with George, I have one match with him, and George does not call anything. He won't even call the finish with you. He figures it out in the ring. Everything is on the fly. So I've learned a little bit on how to call a match properly on the fly. There was one time in West Virginia, I went too early. We, the match was the match cut off way too early, and that's something I'm still working on with calling matches on the fly is my timing.
0: You brought it home too but, quick? Yes, way too quick. What did you learn from and that, though? I learned that um,
3: when you have 10 minutes, time, the time goes by really fast. When you're soaking up all that energy from the audience. Because this was my first time in West Virginia. Well, I wrestled Friday in Nitro. Come Saturday was when it went way too fast. I'm in Hearts, West Virginia. And this audience is loud. It was a church group. And they brought their families, their friends, everybody. The beautiful Bobby Eaton was there. The Heat Seekers were there. And... I was nervous. I'm wrestling in front of Bobby Eaton for the second time because I wrestled in front of him, him and Jimmy Valiant the first night in Nitro. And I just felt like, you know, I got to do this right. I can't mess this up. And that's what messed me up was I was thinking too much. And that's what brought it home too quick. No. The, way George, the way George told me was, if you're calling a match on the fly, you need to soak up all that energy. You can't go home too quick. The first match you had in Nitro, you guys you guys did good. The second match you went home way too early. And that's something I'm still learning is how to properly time a match.
0: Now, what's what are you more comfortable with? Like do, do you prefer to to do the Macho Man everything is like on a legal legal paper, you know, you're everything every single second's planned? Do you prefer to have bullet points? Uh, do you like being challenged? Uh, w- what are your favorite things? I do like
3: being challenged
0: in a way. And um,
3: like I said, I'm, I'm fine with calling the finish. I'm fine with calling bullet points, so to speak. Like, sometimes, like dur- mainly during the opener, I'm doing things on the fly. I'm, I'm right there in your ear. I'm saying, hey, we're going to do this real quick. We'll switch it up. I'll have him do a couple of things. But, like, if there's any spots being called, it's like that match I had with Blanco that I was telling you about in Augusta. It was very spot, very spotish. Blanco was like, okay, we're going to do this, we're going to do this, we're going to do this. Is there anything you want to do? All right, we'll do that. We'll add that right here. We'll do that, we'll do that, we'll do this. And then come wrestling a George South student, We call the finish, and we do everything else from there. What do you so? The I guess the main thing that I would be comfortable with is uh, I'd say bullet points in a way. If just I'll go to the promoter, I'll uh, I'll ask him what he wants, what he wants for the match that he's giving me. Like what do what are the details you want? What do you want me to do? What do you want him to do? Do you want me to put him over? I don't really care. I don't mind losing. I've noticed that a lot in Carolina. Some people are very hot-headed about going over. I'm not like that. But to answer your question about being comfortable, like I said, it's probably just calling the finish, a little bit of bullet points, and some things on the fly.
0: Man, you're going to love Colorado. Yeah, you are. Holy shit, are you going to fucking love
1: Colorado? <laughs> I, I can, I can almost, I'm gonna I'm call it right now. I could see some of the matches that he's gonna be in, and he, he's gonna fit in like he's gonna fit in like a glove. I'm not, I'm not, I'm, a, I'm calling it right now. Just for CSW alone.
0: Yeah, you're, man. I'm, I'm not trying to. We're not trying to scare you. We're just really fucking excited for you <laughs> like um like it is a renaissance here man like it is god i'm getting like goosebumps
1: talking about it you know what i'm saying it's like yeah, I I got you man. I mean, I I I could I, I, I could pose myself a little bit better than you, but I know the feeling. I'm I mean, I'm like, shit, can it be November already, please?
0: <laughs> so. uh, yeah, November he got he got clean bill of health from physical therapy. He's got one more appointment in November and it's funny uh Max, you were talking about earlier when you were talking about thinking too hard. I was thinking about that same thing earlier when Slick and I were talking. Uh, he's one of my best friends, and uh, he was like, "Yeah, I just got to make sure I don't get hurt and, don't, and, get, and get fucked up." And I, the first thing that popped in my head is like, "The more you focus on not getting hurt, the quicker you're going to get hurt."
1: Get hurt? Yeah, that's, that's right. That is right. And and I don't know if I don't know if uh, Josh told you, but I, I'll tell you right now. Uh, one of the things that I did was I tore my knee. I tore my ACL in my right knee, which is kind of funny because when I was in the army. I tore my ACL and tore my I tore my ACL and MCL in my left knee. And you know, that was like I wanna say that was like shit, 2000, 2004 when I tore it. And the army didn't really fix it, so I got messed up. And then I started I got as soon as I got out the army, wanna say like two uh, sorry, two or three years ago, I they was like, Hey yeah, man man, you should wrestle. I'm like, No, I'm fucking old and i got a busted ass knee it's like no you should be you should wrestle you're really really good at it and plus you're like you're you're a big fan and i'm like no and then next thing i know i started doing it and i started getting good at it and um i had a feud with uh big guns justin andrews if you don't know who he is you will you will you know him very know very, very soon <laughs> His lariats suck. Okay, they, they, I'm just gonna say it. I, I feel them now. Okay, and um, but no, listen, I, I, listen, was gonna, Max, uh, I was in. I was in. Max, he says,
0: he says lariats suck. Big guns lariats suck. Because fucking slick took a fucking kendo stick to this guy's head, okay? It they were yeah. gonna suck.
1: Yes, I did. Okay? <laughs> I, I took hey, okay, so first off, let's be honest with each other. I'm gonna go heal here. He was beating my ass, okay? <laughs> I, that's what I hit him with the kendo stick for, because I obviously could out wrestle him, so I just a hey, whatever works, okay. So yes, I cracked him over the head with a skull, with a uh, Kindle stick, but I went through a table with a type. what it? A tiger suplex. It was one of those suplexes yeah, it was through definitely It
0: was definitely a tiger suplex. I remember you bragging about it later on while like Big Guns is getting like taken care of in the back because you busted his ass open, but. What we're trying to say yeah, here just- is, um, man, I just like I, I just want to gush, man. Like I, I just want to tell you what Big Guns, how 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 good of a guy Big Guns is. Like if you if you're a worker, he'll do anything for you. If you're if you're on the level and 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 you behave yourself, Big Guns will take good care of you. Uh, I, I can keep going, man. Like I. I like, I know you said I, I, I wasn't composing myself as well as you, but I'm just so excited for Max, man. Sorry, Max. I'm talking about, like, you're not here. No, <laughs> yeah, you're did, did we get rid of you're him good. already?
1: <laughs> did he leave already? Shit.
3: Nah, <laughs> yeah. no, I'm just soaking in what you guys are saying, man.
0: <laughs> no, it's 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 a good time, man. We uh, This is what we do. Um how do you? How did you guys kick it back in North Carolina, man? I, I, I really am so interested about what it was like to watch wrestling in the South. I went to one wrestling show at the uh, Eastdale Mall in Montgomery, Alabama, in like fucking 1992, and um, I, I, it's it's still the same. Like that, the South is it's still real. Well,
3: let me tell you, there was one show. I think it was in Duncan, North Carolina. I'm probably going to... I'm i almost 100% sure it was Dunkin' North Carolina. If it's wrong, I apologize. But big-time wrestling came to North Carolina, and the ring truck was late. Oh my gosh, dude. This ring truck was so late, dude. Look, all the wrestlers for the meet-and-greet showed up before the ring. If wow. you can believe that. Scott Hall, Kevin Nash... Bubble Ray Dudley, Rhino, they all are in this building without a ring.
0: They pissed off I'm the Super getting, Shredder? I'm getting, I'm
3: getting anxiety just thinking about it. And then the ring finally shows up. Let me tell you, we set this ring up in 20 minutes. Jesus Christ. Wow, y'all putting in at work. I'm telling you, like, from the steel bars to the wood, we had a whole team. And when the whole ring was set up and done for her, I walked over and I walked over and I met Bubba Ray. Let me tell you, I asked him how much was his, uh, were his is eight by tens? Cause I was going to get an autograph no matter what. So Bubba Ray looks at me and he says, weren't you setting the ring up? Yes, sir. I was come over here on the other side of my table. We'll get a picture and pick out an eight by 10.
0: Fucking hell. That's awesome. I
3: want to cry. Awesome. Oh, I fucking love Bubba, Dude, I, I, <laughs> I almost cried. And then I go over to meet the outsiders, Kevin Nash and Scott Hall. I underestimated how tall Kevin really was. Even it's Scott. Cute. Scott is very tall. And I, looked, I walked up to Scott. Hi, Scott. My name is Max Carnage. I'm a trainee at George's. It's an honor to meet you. If there's anything you need, please let me know. And you know what he tells me?
0: What, Hi, man? I'm Scott. Jesus, I
3: know who you are,
0: <laughs> dude. That's some respect. That's some big league. That's the opposite of getting big league. Like the the opposite big league. Like, hey, just it, this is me. That's fucking rad. You can't. And he t- Scott told me an amazing story
3: about the um, the original NWO shirts. If you go back and you look when the NWO first started getting big, it was when he was signing this 8x10. He told me this story. I don't even know why he told me this story. Why? Like, <laughs> But he said, if you look at this 8x10 I just signed here, these are the original NWO t-shirts. Okay, that's cool. But the cool thing about this is, man, if you look at all the other NWO shirts, they say New World Order at the bottom of each letter. Right. this one does this one doesn't and at that time the WCW franchise was getting all sorts of hate emails all sorts of hate letters and stuff like that because they labeled the nwo as a racial move and i was like what what it made no sense to me but that's what scott told me i don't I, to this day i don't understand what he was coming from
0: but there it is <laughs> What do you think, Slick, NWA something?
1: Uh, I think I think that's what it was, because I mean NWA was big back in the um early nineties, the rap group. And I but the thing about it is is that people get stupid. Uh, that that's that just lets you know right there, it doesn't matter the time the decade or the time frame, people get stupid and blow shit out of proportion. So that's probably what it was. They thought NWO was NWA and I'm like, uh no. Why? Why, would you, why? First of all, one came out t- almost 10, 15 years before the other one did. So why the fuck did they that? 88
0: for, N- for NWA. Yeah,
1: 88, 88 89. And then uh, NWO didn't come out till I want to say, at least, what, 96?
0: 96, 97?
1: 97, yeah, exactly, because I was in high school then. And, I, yeah. and that's when the uh, Monday Night Wars were. So yeah, my my math might have been a bit off, but you know that's just that's just the way it is. Is that somebody takes something, misconstrues it, doesn't want to do research on it, and then they say, "Yeah, that's a, that's a racial." Like, no, that that's that's the stupidest shit I've ever heard someone say. You, you need to go somewhere. So yeah.
0: <laughs> now Max, um, earlier today I was uh, I'm always on Facebook. Uh, I guess I'm addicted. Um, <laughs> This this really, really sweet girl who's really into wrestling – I think she lives in like fucking like uh, Ohio or something like that. She was posting about how she wished she had been out and about about her love of wrestling back in high school and how she wished she could have been wearing her NWO shirts, uh, her Cena shirts. Like – like ooh, not Cena. What did she say? It was, it was like – what was around – like like she was just pissed that she didn't – she wasn't out and about about being a wrestling fan in high school and how her kid is really into wrestling right now and she wants to give her the strength to be the wrestling fan. How was how was it growing up in high school for you being a wrestling fan? Was it no big deal in the South?
3: Well... Ugh. Let me tell you this. Do you remember the WWF Attitude T-shirts that the ring crew used to wear and the cameraman used to wear? Yeah, it yes. said
0: that scratchy attitude. And,
3: um, and on the back of it, it said, "Come get some." Yeah. Yes. I wore that shirt one day. Now look, everybody's had their rebellious stages when they were younger, their party stages and stuff like that. Yeah. Let me tell you, I just got I just got back home. It was around four o'clock in the morning and I have maybe two hours of sleep and I get up and I go to school. I put on my WWF shirt. My dad gave that shirt to me because he went to one of the WWF shows and he got one of their shirts and gave it to me. no better. Now, like <laughs> I wore that shirt and the guidance counselor came up to me and she said, I need to talk to you. Brings me in her office and says, that shirt is highly offensive. I need you to take it off. <laughs> I'm like, I am not walking around this sh- this school with no shirt. And I, you are not taking my WWF shirt. I don't care who you are. And that's where she brings in the resource officer. Sir, I need you to take off that shirt. You are not taking my shirt.
1: <laughs>
3: no. So it got to the point to where they went to the nurse's office and got a spare all-white t-shirt and gave it to me to put on, and they took my shirt. Shit. I am still salty about that to this day.
0: <laughs> Dude, I, I feel you, man. Uh, I painted a portrait of Trent Reznor in different – like a triptych type thing. Uh, it was a still black-and-white shot from the Closer video and uh it was on the wall um the from his like top ab to like top of his belly button was like one section it was black and white walk into school it's gone and uh oh my goodness it's gone and i go to my art teacher and i'm like hey like that was the one i wanted like i like what happened did someone steal that like i'm freaking out because i wanted to win a scholastic gold key that was my uh, my goal for senior year and um she's like, i don't know what happened to it and then i over the intercom i get called to the principal's office and i go in the this fucking his name is larry fucking asshole whitey something i don't know uh he he had i could he had a like recliner in his room in his office not room <laughs> and, uh, <laughs> uh, and there is a towel over it was obviously that that stretched piece of canvas and he was telling me i don't he, he i i don't remember what he said the entire time except all I heard was, I don't know what you artists think, but it's wrong. And oh my I, gosh. And I said, give me my fucking painting. Oh. <laughs> and, and I grabbed it and I, I I took off and then my art teacher still sent it off to Washington. I won a gold key for that. It was like my goal. And that motherfucker had to, over the intercom, like thank me for winning a, a gold key for the school. But uh, I'll never – like, like – I was I remember I was watching Fight Club and I was like, man, I should've fucking Fight Club that asshole. Just beat my <laughs> beat my own ass, pulled my dick out, screamed, and then been like, Oh, please don't molest me anymore <laughs> <laughs> i
3: feel like i should have done the same for my WWF shirt
0: man <laughs> dude, dude that's why i brought it up man like it, the, i'm still pissed at that motherfucker man larry what the hell was his last name i saw that motherfucker pull out of the uh parking lot in like it was like negative 60 degrees I, I grew up in fairbanks alaska and uh he pulls out of he, he's rolling out real slow maybe five miles an hour and all the tires shot off his fucking car because someone oh someone rolled up with an impact drill and loosened all his fucking lug nuts that morning. Wow. <laughs> it was beautiful. But <laughs> well,
3: being, he- being that high school wrestling fan, hey. dance to fully answer your question, dude, I can't tell you how many times I got picked on. Oh, look at this guy. He likes that fake shit. Hey. He's over here... He thinks it's real. Oh, watch me put him through a table. And then bullies would actually pick me up and fucking slam me on the picnic table outside. Felt like a New Japan table, man. Did not cave whatsoever. (laughs) But I got picked on for it. I'm not going to lie. I did get picked on for actually being a fan of wrestling. But there were some people that were like, hey, you need to stop picking on this kid. You know, like all you people out here are watching stupid soap opera drama shows on TV why can't he watch wrestling <laughs> yeah <laughs> right there's and like I, I got picked on for it but not as bad as I want as I would have figured I would be like like I said the most that ever happened to me I, I got picked up and I actually got slammed on a picnic table outside because I was wearing a wrestling t-shirt
1: <laughs> wow <laughs>
0: Yeah, uh, I can't tell you how many times I heard the word "faggot" for Cole Chamber and Marilyn Manson shirts, man.
3: <laughs> dude, I couldn't even wear Marilyn Manson
0: shirts to school.
3: All my shirts got taken.
0: <laughs> Shit, a wrestling shirt. God damn, got pulled in the office. What they think you were worshiping the devil? Like,
3: <laughs> apparently, but down south, dude, dude. If you if you even hint that you worship the devil, you were like instantly picked on and of course growing up i was the gothic kid i was i hung out with everybody i really did like i didn't really label myself as a goth or an emo kid or a scene kid or fuck, like anything dude but i hung out with all sorts of different people and yet you still get picked on makes
0: no sense and look at you now but, man you're whooping some ass i'm swinging chairs at people now <laughs> yes, You see what and, and having fun with
3: it okay. I told my boss at work, like, I was carrying one of these big-ass baking pans across the kitchen, and then I was like, you know, I used to hit people with these things for money. Now I cook things on these things for money. <laughs>
0: no, that's awesome, man. <laughs> Thank you, COVID. <laughs> Shit, man. The, like, certain places are racking up, man, and I hope you guys are doing good, man, because I, I I was a, I was a waiter for nine years, man, and I ended up being quote unquote essential during this and i'm like okay i'll take it but i feel guilty as shit i'm still that fucking wrestling fan that likes marilyn manson and big fat man. Well, me, and you, me <laughs>
3: and you were gonna get along very well then <laughs> no look man to be honest with you like i don't even see you like why people get picked on for liking wrestling and wrestling in general, we're all family. Like I've even heard down in Carolina, there are some people who pick on people for wearing wrestling shirts. I understand the little, Oh, look at the Mark over here, wearing a John Cena shirt. You know, I understand that. But when it actually gets to the point where they're like, I need you to take that shirt off now. Yeah. You know, it's gotten pretty bad. I wrestled for a promotion in Morganton, North Carolina. And, um, I wore my George South shirt there. You know, I just walked in with my bags to help set the ring up. And this guy, this he looks at me, he's like, why would you wear that shirt in front of me? What are you talking about? That George South shirt, take that shirt off. I'm like, hell no. I ain't taking this off. <laughs> and I got, I got heated about it. I'm not going to lie, because suddenly all these people are telling me when I can and can't take my shirt off. And it was just a it was just a whole mess, but you know I didn't take the shirt off. I'm not gonna take the shirt off because that's my roots, man. <laughs> it
0: is the roots. We've got a we've got a big show. You're actually wrestling for. Uh, you haven't met. You've talked to Randy, but you haven't met him yet. Randy's one of the sweetest guys you ever met, uh, but Randy Root is one of the biggest assholes you ever meet. Um, oh, but. The thing is, is that this show coming up is a um, – he promised his brother in his deathbed that he would make a show devoted to him and this is the show. You're wrestling on that show. And I'm not – what I'm trying to say is, is the, the, the September show is going to be real special, man. And we need extra heart.
3: That's all that matters. If there's no heart in this business, why are they here? Like we were talking earlier, you know, if you're not dedicated to the business and actually putting on a good show with the people that actually paid their hard-earned money for a ticket, especially for Randy, man, when it's in a situation like that, I hope the best for Randy. Like, I, don't, I know I don't know him personally. I know Randy on Facebook, but, you know, I saw that post where he promised that he would make a show for him. And, you know, that is, we need more of that in this business.
1: Does that make sense? Oh, it makes absolute perfect. sense. Makes perfect sense to me. I, I couldn't have said it better myself. We need, we need actual heart in this business. And
3: like I told you earlier, down in the Carolinas, there's that random 10% of people there. They're just like, oh, fuck you and your spot. Fuck you and your character. I'm doing this to get me to the top. Like, it's, it's not about that. Wrestling is a partnership when it comes to that whole locker room. And in my opinion, and if you're not showing a partnership with your opponent, your other brothers and sisters inside that locker room, what are you really doing for us? And I actually had to get on to somebody about that down in the Carolinas. Like, there's this guy who didn't, I can't say it, I promised you I wouldn't shoot. I'm, I'm sorry. Well, I'm just sorry. tell
0: us. Just tell us. Just tell us what he did wrong that you hope you don't see in anyone else.
3: Don't ever lie to me about your experience. Don't say you've been here for twenty years when you've
1: only been wrestling for five. Does that make sense? No, it makes that. that that's that's the equivalent of padding your resume. I
3: don't. I don't understand why most i'm trying
0: guys no no you no know, it makes perfect sense because like you've got like i don't want to say ptsd but it's like you know like when you're dating a new girl like come on please don't do that same dude, shit to me man
3: <laughs> dude this, this this hits me in the heart it really does because i care about this business i love wrestling and i would die for this business or get put in my wheelchair for this business, we all would. honestly, I'm not. I'm not saying that just to boost myself in front of you guys. That's an honest truth. And people who shit on this business, people who are out there for themselves and shit like that, like, dude, you don't tell me, you don't lie to me about your experience. No. If you're applying for a job, I'm not gonna lie to them, the guy who's giving me the job to sign my paychecks. Yeah, I'm not gonna I, what. When I introduced myself to Randy, I sent him my resume, my wrestling resume. Not expecting anything, just introducing who I am. I have how many matches I've had on there. I have two of my most recent matches are on that resume. My move set well not my move set, but my finishing moves are on that resume. The seminars I've attended. Are on that resume. The one that's coming up for Rocky Mountain Pro is about
1: to be added to that resume. Hell
0: yeah! And, and, I, will
1: be, and I will be there too. All right, so I'll get to finally meet you in person. So I'll be there as well. My thing is, dude. If you're applying,
3: if you're, like like I said, when I talk to Randy, I'm not just gonna randomly message Randy and be like, "Yeah, I'm a wrestler from the East Coast. I was trained by George South. I'm top shit. I need you to book me." No, Randy, this is my resume. Would you please look it over? And if there's anything you don't like, would you let me know so I can fix it? Yeah. And there's... It's, I have so much heart and passion for this business that it really makes me sick seeing people lie about their experience. I'm. Not, I have no reason to lie to anybody about any experience I have in the pro wrestling world. I'm not calling myself God's gift to pro wrestling. But fuck, dude. I know, my, I, I know my stuff. I'm not trying, like I told y'all earlier, I'm not trying to be out here making anybody look bad. I'm not going to show up to any wrestling show and be like, yeah, I'm going to watch these guys put the ring up while I dick around on my phone. Right. So, uh, I need to stop. I'm sorry.
0: Hey, Max, <laughs> yeah, you're fine, Max. You're fine. Max. Max. Welcome to Colorado. We'll feed you when you're hungry. We'll get you fucked up when you want a shot. You want a talk, We'll give you a toke. You need a spot. You need some help. You need some training. We'll give you the same fucking thing. Welcome to Colorado.
3: It feels good to be here, dude.
0: Like it makes me happy
3: seeing that there's a lot of people out here. It's Like, if I can be honest with you for a second, yeah, you, Curtis Cole really catches my eye.
0: One of the best, dude.
3: He, I see, I, I see the passion that he has for the business, and when he's just talking to somebody about what they need to do and how they get better. I hear the emotion in his voice. And honestly, dude, if I, I if I can be honest with you, it makes me wanna cry. Because that is exactly what we need in this business.
0: Welcome okay. to Colorado. <laughs> Welcome, dude. Like I had him I had him on the show once. Him and I got drunk like for like three hours and recorded and we just rode around. That's all we did. And it was one of the most popular shows we ever had. Just talking about wrestling, talking about life. It's all that's all it boiled down to. And I am honored that you're on the show, man. I'm so fucking stoked that someone from the south is here, man. Like, and, and I, I was I was marking out to to slicker. Really. He's from the south.
1: <laughs> <laughs> that's a, I swear to God, that's what he said. He sent me a text like, "He's like, yeah." And he's like, "Are not you from the south?" I'm like, "Yeah, I'm from Georgia." Why? He's like, "He's from the Carolinas." I'm like, "Oh no shit." That's what, that's <laughs> yeah. <laughs>
0: we're good man i'm, well,
3: tell I'm telling you dude like like i was saying the heart i i love how pat like josh was telling me earlier how passionate he is for this show mm-hmm. that make, that makes me happy in general just being a part of this show i feel honored being here i feel welcome you guys are awesome
1: thank you hey no problem I'm, i look forward to meeting you on friday and also seeing what you could do not just in um not just in CSW, not just in uh, Rocky Mountain Pro, but just at the Colorado scene in general. Because, like I said, you're very, very passionate. And, uh, like I said, I, that, that's infectious because now I'm like, fuck, is it November yet? So. <laughs> oh, shit,
0: man. Uh...
3: Listen, man, if I can tell you guys, I, in, in wrestling in general, when I first started, I set small-time goals and I had my big-time goals. Does that make sense? Yeah. So... My small-time goal was to at least wrestle in five states within three years of my my debut. I debuted in February 20th, 2015. That was my very first match. And after that match, I dedicated, I'm going to have, this year, I'm going to wrestle in five different states. I didn't wrestle in five different states, but if you add them all up, South Carolina, North Carolina, Tennessee, West Virginia, Georgia. There's five right there.
0: What about, and this, what about goal, East huh? Carolina?
3: I am, I am <laughs> very happy to add number six to my list and add that Colorado.
0: Dude, nice. we're happy to have you. Um, I'm going to tell you right now, we're going to put a timestamp stamp on this. A year from now, we're, we're going to do this again.
3: Yeah. I I'm 100% down for that. I will go ahead and put that in my calendar for next year.
0: <laughs> we're we're, we're going to do this a year from what? now. And we're going to talk about growth. We're going to talk about, uh, I, I'm more excited to hear about how happy and grown you are as a person than to hear about your wrestling. Cause I know that's going to happen. Uh, this, right. place, this place is great. You're, you're in, you're in for a treat, man, And, um, I don't have any more questions, man. You got anything left to say?
3: I mean, like I was saying earlier, just to get this final thing out of the way, my main, my big goal is to wrestle in Japan, not for the wrestling, but for that fucking steakhouse that's down there that is so famous in the wrestling world, <laughs> Reaper Steakhouse.
0: Yeah, they always went there and being the elite. I know exactly what you're talking about. I will dine there one day. I
3: promise you both that. I will dine there one day.
0: Well, hey, man. We'll catch up. Uh, I don't have any more questions. Slick, you got anything left?
1: Nah, bro. I think I'm I'm good to go, man. Hey, uh, Carnage, brother. It's It's great to have you on the show. Uh, You know, give me your insight and everything. Like I said, it's like, it's long story. I mean, like I said, it's a nice story, long story. And like I said, I can't wait to meet you. See what you can do, my friend. I can't wait to meet you both either, guys. It's been an
3: honor being here. Thank you both. Not a problem.
0: We appreciate you. Uh, Don't hang up. Minefields. This is dangerous. This transmission is over. Don't hang up.